The general debate of the 75th United Nations General Assembly entered its second day on Wednesday. Three Taiwan allies, Palau, the Marshall Islands and Paraguay, advocated for Taiwan's inclusion in the UN. In a pre-recorded message, Palau's president spent a record two minutes and 40 seconds calling on other UN members to support Taiwan. Wednesday was day two of the 75th session of the UN General Assembly. Four Taiwan allies were scheduled to speak, Palau, the Marshall Islands, Honduras and Paraguay. On the basis of the principle of universality which characterizes this organization, we support Taiwan's request to be included in the UN system. Palau, the Marshall Islands and Paraguay called for allowing Taiwan to take part in UN activities. Mr. President, the world cannot simply ignore Taiwan, as I can assure it in fact exists. And we must have open minds to ensure that 23 million people of Taiwan are not left behind, nor their humanitarian contributions taken for granted. Taiwan should be allowed to participate in an equal and dignified manner. The president of Palau, who is nearing the end of his second and final term in the office, dedicated two minutes and 40 seconds of his 24-minute speech to Taiwan. It's the longest any ally has spoken on behalf of Taiwan in recent years. Since my first address to the General Assembly as president in 2001, I have reiterated Palau's call for Taiwan to be allowed to participate in international organizations. We regret that this was denied again at this year's World Health Assembly. The Palauan president said the world should have united to fight the COVID pandemic, but failed to do so. Taiwan, a public health leader that has implemented one of the world's most effective pandemic responses, was left out of the global response to this pandemic, and that made the world less safe. He said Taiwan had generously shared its experience and expertise with Palau, providing critical support for establishing an island testing capacity and PPE procurement. He also pointed out that Taiwan's COVID measures had made it one of the only places on earth safe enough for quarantine-free travel with COVID-free nations like Palau. We are currently working together to create the world's first safe bubble economy. The Palau president said Taiwan can make meaningful contributions to many international organizations. He urged others in the assembly to recognize that Taiwan can help in responding to many shared challenges. Meanwhile, the Honduras president did not mention Taiwan at all in his pre-recorded message. This marks the fifth year in a row that the country has not voiced support for Taiwan at the general debate of the General Assembly. Before the General Assembly convened, they sent a letter to UN Secretary General Guterres in support of Taiwan's participation in UN bodies. Taiwan's friendship with Honduras remains solid. The Ministry of Foreign Affairs stressed that Taiwan-Honduran ties were strong, but past reports have indicated Honduras could be next to jump ship. This year, its voice was absent yet again in the general debate, adding more fodder for speculation. The sound of fighter jets alarmed sleeping Taipei residents on Thursday morning as they conducted a fly-past rehearsal. A fleet of F-16Vs, choppers and the Thunder Tigers aerobatic display team flew over Taipei in a rehearsal for the annual National Day flyover. But due to China's recent military activities in Taiwan airspace, the sound of the plane set off fear and online rumours. Internet users flooded a forum with speculation of a Chinese invasion. We now have the organizer of the National Day celebration. 
The National Airborne Service Corps will be in the square in front of the presidential office building. Military vehicles will rehearse in the square in front of the presidential office building. I'm announcing it all at one time. The international situation and conditions in the street are quite special these days. We urge the public not to let this cause unnecessary panic. The organizer released all the military's rehearsal dates for the National Day Parade. Rehearsals will fall on the morning of September 27th, 29th and October 6th, as well as the afternoon of October 8th. There's been a surge in bookings for cruise vacations and luxury rail service for the two holidays coming up in October. With mid-autumn festivals starting next Thursday and National Day to follow, locals are turning to less conventional vacations to beat the traffic. National Day fireworks light up the night sky. To enjoy the fireworks this year, you could hop in the car and head to Tainan. Alternatively, you could catch them on a cruise. It's a holiday for those who don't care to get caught in traffic. A travel agency and cruise line are offering a three-day package. The ship departs from Geelong on October 9th, bound for Tainan. On October 10th, it will dock at Anping Port, just two kilometers from where the fireworks will launch on Yuguang Island. Passengers will have a front row seat that evening. Cruise sales have been underway for two months and are already 95% sold. New round the island cruises will head out starting mid-October. There is a serious situation involving a shortage in accommodations and road congestion. Taking a cruise is being promoted by the government's Blue Highway campaign. October will open with mid-autumn festival followed by National Day. Cruises have seen a surge in bookings and so has the Formosa Express luxury train service. Organizers have added five cars to the original three due to enthusiastic demand for rail vacations. Tickets have nearly sold out. Because people can't travel abroad this year, everyone is focused on Taiwan tourism. The demand is enormous, so we added five train cars of seating. A handful of scattered seats are still available. Under the influence of the pandemic, domestic tourism is in halcyon days. And with locals looking for ways to avoid traffic, the railway and cruise ships are in high demand. The 2020 National Day gift bag has been unveiled. Besides the usual pin and straw hat for sun protection, this year's goodies include a special edition face mask stamped with the National Day logo. The limited edition of 30,000 masks will be coveted and hard to get hold of. Chen Zongyan, head of the National Day Planning Committee, dons a special National Day mask designed and made to order by CSD of the National Face Mask Squad. The main visual we wanted to present was the graph of an audio signal. We deconstructed the elements and contours to produce these horizontal lines. The mask has a white background splashed with colored bars. It's also stamped with the 2020 National Day logo, which is patterned after an audiograph. CSD said it took on the task of producing the masks partly to thank the president. The president came by and so we took on this project as a gift to thank her for her visit. After President Tsai Ing-wen's visit in July, CSD asked her to sign a colorful collage of masks as a memento. Now the company is manufacturing 30,000 special National Day masks to be distributed by the planning committee. They've used unusual colors and a very special pattern. I think it looks nice and it's very cleverly designed. Here in Taiwan, special colored masks are in high demand. These limited editions, however, will not be put up for sale. 
Taiwan's space research has made a giant leap forward. A new rocket, the first of its kind in the world, has been successfully tested by a team at the Advanced Rocket Research Center. The team, part of National Jiao Tong University, hopes the breakthrough will allow Taiwan to launch its very own satellites in the coming years. The rocket breaks clean of the ground and rises slowly into the air, straight and steady, hovering above the ground for about 25 seconds before sinking slowly back down. Mission accomplished. The team watches from the side, breaking out in a round of exuberant applause. All dressed in bright orange uniform and helmets, these are the members of the Advanced Rocket Research Center. This successful test run was the first time a hybrid propellant rocket has ever successfully hovered like this in the air. We have a plan now in the technical department. The second phase will be to get it to fly 100 kilometers. I wouldn't be confident trying out the test flight if we hadn't done this test, hovering to test its hybrid control engine, the control system and electrics, the heating and cooling elements, and the whole system together. They would have definitely malfunctioned and it would have flown in some random direction. The team's goal is to create a satellite launch vehicle. They'll direct it into orbit at least 100 kilometers above the Earth's surface to carry out scientific experiments. I went to the U.S. with this thing and their eyes lit up. You can make a liquid propellant rocket, no problem, but this is really the first hybrid propellant rocket in the world. National Jiao Tong University professor Wu Zhongxing is known by students as Uncle Rocket. With a team of 15 professional researchers and over 30 undergrads and graduate students, he hopes to make the first 100% Taiwanese rocket. That would let the nation launch its own satellites into space without assistance from institutions overseas. The Taiwan think tank has published a survey on national identity to make the case for amending the ROC constitution. When asked to state their national identity, more than 60% of respondents said they were solely Taiwanese. Just 2% saw themselves as solely Chinese. Another 32% said they were Taiwanese and Chinese at the same time. When asked to select only one of the two, 86% of total respondents said they were Taiwanese. Let's hear now from the think tank's deputy head, Dong Siqi, who says there is now a public consensus on the Taiwanese identity. Among people under 30, the 18 and 19-year-olds, and those in the 20 to 29-year-old range, these groups had a high rate of consensus on each of the questions, a rather high degree of consensus. Through changes to education, through an in-depth discussion on national identity provided by education, there is no longer any confusion. They came right out and said that they were Taiwanese. The survey also asked respondents to identify the largest foreign hostile force working against Taiwan. Some 63% identified China, far exceeding the 6% that named the US and the 0.3% that named Japan. They come stamped with the words Made in Taiwan and MD and have arrived at pharmacies nationwide. Starting Thursday, face masks that don't have the government-issued stamps can no longer be sold through the real-name rationing system. The policy was introduced after a counterfeit scandal involving Chinese masks being sold as made in Taiwan. Face masks stamped with Made in Taiwan and MD went on sale on Thursday. The pharmacist explains the new label to the customer. 
Toward our government, my heart is at ease. I'm not worried about Chinese counterfeit masks. The new masks are stamped in one of two configurations. Around 20% are stamped with MD on one side and made in Taiwan on the other. The remaining 80% show the stamps together on the bottom right. Both configurations are government approved. Masks without the stamps can no longer be sold in the rationing system. Pharmacists complain that they won't get a state subsidy for packaging masks that can no longer be sold. Health Minister Chen Shizhong issued an apology on Wednesday. Regarding the old masks that have already been separated into packs, we're very sorry for the trouble it's caused you all. We could reach out to the Pharmacists Association and look into the situation. In theory, most packs should have been sold already. There shouldn't be a ton left over. I think the minister's words to the rank and file will make the pharmacists feel better. We'll roll out these double stamp masks now. Initially, we will have to do a bit of public education on what the double stamping means and where the stamps will be. We'll still have to raise public awareness. Double stamped masks can be ordered online at convenience stores starting October 12th. They will appear on the free market as early as November. The stamps are meant to help customers know at a glance that the masks are from the national face mask team. The Taiwan Railways Administration's famous bento box is about to get a fresh look. The railway has filed a trademark for a logo that will replace the white and blue circle printed on mailboxes today. The new logo is an octagon with minimalist white font that says TR Bento in Chinese and English. Bento boxes are lucrative business for the TRA. Last year, it sold more than 10.5 million boxes with 750 million NT. This year, the TRA has been offering its box meals at convenience stores as part of a campaign to reach a market well beyond train stations. Taiwan is home to world-class tea leaves grown along misty mountains with breathtaking vistas. Now travelers can go off the beaten path to explore Taiwan's tea culture. The government held a national contest to find Taiwan's top 10 tea plantation tours, all of whom offer highly immersive itineraries showcasing tea as well as local food and culture. To encourage people to visit, the government is holding raffles for travel vouchers and other incentives. Taiwan is known for its world-class tea. The Council of Agriculture has planned tea tours across Taiwan. Taiwan has over 12,000 hectares of tea plantations that produce more than 14,000 metric tons of tea. A contest held by agriculture authorities has found 10 unique tours that showcases seven tea-growing areas, including New Taipei, Yilan, and Taitung. This is the first time we've held this event. When people visit the countryside, they will not only pick tea, but also make tea. They'll experience the production process for different types of tea. At the same time, they will get an understanding of the local ecology and traditional culture. At the same time, they can come to appreciate the hard work that goes behind tea production. It takes about 24 hours from picking to finishing the product. One winner of the contest is Xingyuan Tea Farm in Yilan, which is offering English-language tea-themed tours. Um, we located in Yilan, and in our tea farm, you can pick tea and make it by yourself and make a really cute tea pillow like this. In, in, in our village, there are a lot of different stories in here. Um, for example, we have Aboriginal culture and some Hakka culture. We have a really big, for example, uh, Renshan 
Zhu Yuan and the waterfall nearby and it's all free and very beautiful scenery. Another winner, the Fengda Tea Farm in Yunning, is known for its Ali San Jingshen and Oolong Tea. On their tour, visitors can sample a cornucopia of local delicacies like Guken Tea, Bitter Tea Oil, Bamboo Shoots, Mushrooms, Honey and Coffee. Visitors can also learn how to make traditional handmade paper out of tea. Well, we have a oolong tea, yes, and we, we combine the oolong tea and the, like this is called the guihua, is a flower and less a um, yellow color. But we, when we make the paper, it becomes the orange. First, we, we will try, we will test the tea and then we will uh, invite everyone to make the paper from the tea, the, the uh, we hope the people they can feel the tea flavor and from the flavor they can find what, what kind of tea they like. A tour by the Fuli Farmers Association lets visitors enjoy the beautiful scenery of the East Rift Valley. Visitors can create customized flower and fruit flavored tea bags and biscuits. Our itinerary connects five tea factories. It also shows you how to bring tea into cooking, how to make biscuits with tea, and how to bake tea. The tours can be booked directly with the contest winners. Ten itineraries are on offer, showcasing tea farms, production facilities, local sites, and specialty eats. For most of the news, Stephanie Yang, Lu Botong in Taipei. The Fisheries Agency is working with fishermen's associations to promote fresh, local, seasonal catches in Taiwan. Fishermen in Taidong recently worked with a top chef to show how their catch can support an oat cuisine feast. Demand for fish is down since the coronavirus hit, but the industry hopes this won't stay that way for long. The chef takes his knife and meat tenderizer to the salted fish, chiseling through five centimeters of salt to reveal a delicious mahi-mahi. The audience is swooning. A fish steak doused in butter sizzles on the hot plate, and it's finished off with tamarind lemon sauce. The mahi-mahi is quite a lean fish because it's migratory. It releases a wonderful scent when boiled and tastes even better with some Western-style dressings. The mahi-mahi is served as steak and fish cakes, then a savory cake Swiss roll. The creative menu amazed customers. The mahi-mahi is extremely high quality. Overseas, it is served in top-end restaurants. We hope this can establish Taiwan origin mahi-mahi as a brand. Mahi-mahi, also known as dolphin fish, has tender flesh and is full of protein and vitamin B12. It's an important species for Taidong fishermen, who earn almost 170 million NT from the species annually. Taiwan's restaurants are using less fish in the wake of the coronavirus, and export cargo costs have risen exponentially. That's hit fishermen hard. We're supporting fishermen to increase the value of their fish products. We've also produced lots of products including mahi-mahi crisps, fillets and frozen mahi-mahi flakes. Fishermen's associations are drumming up demand for local catches in Taiwan so that this vital part of the rural economy makes it through 2020 alive.